Grab a cup of coffee, you can sip with us for an episode of Rope Time, Rope Time Talks. Okay, so now we're going to transition into part two of our fun work story. Um, so I thought we could start with just saying a couple of, like, not, just like general things within the job that, like, wasn't, because with every job, there's going to be stuff that you like and there's going to be stuff that you don't like. Mm-hmm. One of the best parts about not being a teller anymore was not having to worry about balancing a drawer. Yeah. That probably gave me the most anxiety because especially really like at the at end it. of a busy day and then being off is worst feeling ever. Yeah. They would always tell me to balance like multiple times a day, which I did. But sometimes you just get like busy. people will come in to cash checks and you'd have like 20 people in a row and you're going so fast that you're like, you know, you count it back, you count it in your hands and then you count it back to them. So it's three times that you're actually counting the money. But still, sometimes bills stick together, like even three times. So yeah. it balancing was always, I not like hard, but it just gave me anxiety if I couldn't find something. Mm-hmm. Remember the time that I spent like the whole afternoon looking for I my you drawer was off. Take a half day and leave at noon, and she couldn't find a set of quarters. And I I I think too I was like covering lunches. So I would like I wasn't a teller. This was a whole thing, but I wasn't a teller. But I was a backup if they were, like, on – if it was, like, around the holidays or a busy time or, like, for lunches, someone got sick and it was an emergency. And I spent, like, the entire afternoon trying to balance my drawer, and I could not find it. And I'm, like, I like I knew I could – I didn't do anything that would have made something go, like, off. Mm-hmm. And then I found out at the end of the day that I just miscounted my quarters. So I spent the entire day wasting, essentially, my afternoon. <laughs> but, you know – Happens to the best of us. Um, we would have quarterly work meetings. And I understand that we worked at a bank. And, like, they don't necessarily want to close the bank during hours. But we never, every single meeting we had, almost every single meeting, was after hours. Like, mm-hmm. we would work an entire day and then have to have a meeting from, like, 5.30 to 7. And I know we only had them four times a year. But it was just kind of, that was sort of the vibe of, this is how we've always done it. We're not going to change it and don't try to speak up and say anything. Like yeah. that was the vibe we were getting. And I think that that's where we started to push back because it was like, this just isn't like, okay with me. One thing, um, I was very, so we have a work sign that's like, you can put messaging on it. So we'd have like the date and time we'd put like sometimes some motivational Quote, quotes yeah. or funny things. Counting down Christmas, whatever it was. Like, they wanted us to get into it. They wanted it to be... Because it was on the corner, basically, of our downtown. It's a very big sign that everybody sees. And it was around the time of um, George Floyd. And obviously, that was a huge... The Black Lives Matter movement was a huge movement. And they didn't really want to take a stance either way. They didn't want to choose a side either way. And so I asked, because I was in charge of running the sign, and I said, can we just make a basically like a neutral statement. I have my views, you have your views, but can we just have a neutral statement of we stand with you? Because at the end of it, like that's what we should be saying, in my opinion. Yeah. And I was told, no, that we can't take a side. And that was the first thing that really turned me off to the company because I felt like there was things in that message that that did not reflect a company that I wanted to work for. I wanted yeah. to work for a company that was inclusive, that, you know, took stuff like that seriously and we had black employees and if anything I wanted to show them like we support you like we're here for you and I was told no so that really upset me and made me mad I mean I talked about the communication it was not 
really good. I don't know if communication was also something that you struggled with with them. I didn't know what was going on half the time. They, at all. They, they made it that way. Yeah. <laughs> I just, like, I, I basically felt like I taught myself how to do and a job. lot, of, I think a lot of people would agree with us. Like other employees, like you kind of just got thrown to the wolves and had to figure it out. It's and because they were they didn't have enough people, or like there's only forty four of us. It was really yeah, small. or like have the means to like pay for more people to help that, like us be successful in our position because the it was so small and they would have to take things away from like salaries or bonuses or whatever from other people which is like not an excuse but that's definitely the reason why we were undereducated in what Mm -hmm. we had to do well and our quote training for being a teller was three days and i we can't even probably explain two i started on a monday i was running my own drawer by wednesday which like again how was that I didn't. I mean, like, I they should not cash. have allowed that no, for us. I had cash. I was a server for forever, so like I knew right. how to count money right. and like give change and things like that. But it was just like there was so much more that I did not understand, and I was just like. But they just like jam packed it into like as short of days as they could. They needed it. They needed a person to like be and it's ready. So overwhelming, and you you again. I can't even explain how much you don't know about banking until you're doing it. It's like. There's commercial loans, there's consumer loans, there's mortgages. And I didn't know what half of that stuff was. Or having to get IDs from people, learning like learning the customers. It was just, yeah, it was madness. There was literally a time where we, there was a couple of times where we lost power. One time we sat in the dark from 12.30 to 5 o'clock because the CEO was gone and nobody wanted to make the decision to... Because they were worried that if they sent us home, the lights would come back on. You want to know what time the lights came back on? Tell us, Alexis. What time was it? 4.45. 4.45 until the lights. It was four hours. It was, it was just crazy. <laughs> and we and sat they, in the hot dark. They, it was in the summer, too. Yeah, they almost wanted us to still run transactions. <laughs> and I was the first to say, I'll stand here, but I'm not doing anything. Because if I do something wrong, my drawer's going to be, like, off. Exactly. And you won't be able to, like, know. They only wanted us to like give change and that like we don't have account numbers or anything at that point and so I was just like I can't work no yeah and we didn't so um Alexis wasn't here during this time but we had a polar vortex if anybody locally remembers that Chicago so it was like the most snow I've seen a long time needless to say it, it was dangerous to make your employees go in. And yes, you've heard it right. We had to go in. And I had both me and my husband had like small cars. So we would get stuck in the snow regularly. So I was saying that to someone like, I don't have a way in. And they basically said, figure it out. And I had to have my father-in-law pick me up, take me to work. And then they were like, well, we're going to let you guys leave early today. So you're going to risk our lives to make us come in, then let us leave early. Like, where is the logic? And then their consolation prize was buying us bagels. It's like, (laughs) why don't you just close the bank for a a day, two days, like everybody else is in this community, and let us, like, at that point, we we didn't know how to work from home. Or, like, not everybody could work from home, but it's like... You really think that risking the lives of your employees is more important than, like, yeah. how is that? Can you tell I'm getting a little heated here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then I, uh, my next note is the January 2020 meeting. <laughs> so this was shortly after um, somebody that we really loved and respected was let go. 
At this point, we didn't know why she was let go. So we were very upset. We did find out after the fact. And I mean, I will say it kind of made sense why they fired her. But because of how she acted, I think she kind of just got upset with them. But we were really upset. And they and I understand, but they wouldn't ever tell us why someone was let go. So it was kind of always left to us just guessing. And basically, they were having a I don't know if it was like a restructure or just kind of trying to try something different. Um, I have thought about this a lot. I think they were trying to make the bank look more valuable from for when they got bought by really? the new bank. Um, that could be. Because we had so many employees, it's easier not to have as many and put them in different positions rather than... I think it it started when this happened. Okay. Do um, you think this was kind of when the rumblings went There on? definitely was already a plan in place for well, yeah, cause it, was it to be bought. October of that year, so you're probably right. So everything, I think that this they were forming ways of how the other company was already structured, and they were preparing oh, for that. Right. That That is a really good point. Wow. So this is basically what happened. So we had known that there was going to be this meeting. Ooh. I just got a lot of, like, sniffles. Yeah, I got, like, one in my nose. Um, so, <laughs> my my job title at this point, which <laughs> I don't even want to say it because everybody literally made fun of me for it, and it was given to me, so it was Director awkward. of Smiles. But I was basically that. That was my job, the Director of Smiles. So, I was told over and over again, this is not you becoming a teller. Because I, I went back upstairs where a te- the tellers were, and it was... There was another desk um, upstairs, and they were like, basically, you're going to be helping the tellers on, like, an emergency basis if they need you to cover lunches, and then you're going to also be working in deposit operations. So, again, kind of a couple of different departments just assisting where it was needed. So, at times, um, people from different departments would be like, hey, can you help me with this project? So, this time, the HR rep was like, hey, can you help me with these binders? I have to get them all in the right order. Mm -hmm. So, I'm like, sure. So I wasn't, I truly was not purposely looking through the binders of like, because I didn't know anything that was going on in this meeting. Again, it was told like, Gabby, you're not a teller. You'll never be a teller. You'll never have to run a drawer. Like this is, you're just a backup. But also come to this meeting since you're kind of a part of our department. I'm like, yeah, sure. So it's about 2 p.m. I'm helping put these binders together. And, you know, when you're doing something multiple times, you just start to see names and you're like, what does that mean? And essentially, I uncovered that at this point, only two of the five branches were operating on Saturdays. A huge reason why I started there and Alexa started there was that we knew we would never be working a Saturday. That was Mm -hmm. not what we wanted in a job. Well, this new meeting we were going to have was going to start rotating and having every single branch work a Saturday. And if you can imagine, I was like, And my name was on that list. When I was told time and time again, you will never be on, like, you will never be a part of this. So it was like, so you're saying one thing, then you're saying another. And they loved to blindside people and kind of just tell you in front of everybody, which I am someone that I need a heads up because everything's on my face. I don't have, like, I, I, you know exactly what I'm feeling when I'm going through it. So Mm -hmm. I saw this and I'm so upset and angry, but I didn't want to tell the tellers because, I knew they'd be just as pissed as I was. So I had to like keep this secret for like three hours 
it was the worst three hours of my life because I knew that they were going to be so angry. Although I feel like it was really just you and me that were angry. I feel like the other two were kind of just like accepting their fate, which we were not like that. No, I'm just like not. We were not going to let it happen. So we get to the place where the meeting is. I go to the bathroom. I'm like, Alexis, I have to tell you this. They're going to start that you told me in the bathroom. Yep. I, I like had to, cause you're the same way. Like you need a heads up. I would need a heads up. I feel like I would have reacted way differently and a lot worse than I already did. If you ha- wouldn't have prepared me for it. I exactly. mean like even sitting down when we came back, someone had asked me, are you okay? You look like a little off. And I was just like, I am. <laughs> Give me a minute. So I told her and I'm like, just so you know, this is what this meeting is going to be about. So we're just like, we're ready to fight, basically. Yeah. Um, I had my back facing my boss the whole time. Never once turned around and looked at her when the meeting was done. I just, like, left the room because I was so left. angry. Alexis, like, asked a question and, like, was very bold and, like, I didn't and sign up for this, at, basically. Like, <laughs> this point, they didn't really know my, like, personality. So I think this is the first time they actually, like, saw it. Because mm-hmm. I remember just speaking and then I hate like speaking in front of people and then I like realized everything that I just said and like who I was in the room with and I just kind of was like Whoa. you were like um the guy from the Simpsons that just like slowly backs into the yeah it's like I just let out a lot of emotions and basically told them that I'm not doing this and mm-hmm. then was like oh nobody else is like on my side here which was like kind of shitty Everybody was very, always very loyal, no matter what happened. And maybe that was just because they didn't care as much, but we just did. And there was, again, things that were starting to happen that was like, I don't want to do this. Like, I didn't sign up for this. So the next day, we were both very obviously upset and angry. And I was not my normal bubbly self and everything. And um, my boss quickly realized that and had a talk with me. And I just unleashed. This was like one of the first times I think I fully just showed my true self. I just, when I'm very angry too, I cry. That's my first, um, reaction. It's, I definitely like, cried while after I was done like speaking, but not yeah. like really, but like I definitely, like my I eyes were like first. full of water. Yeah. It's just like, it's such an overwhelming, I just get so mad. And I was like, you've told me this entire time I'm not a teller. Then all of a sudden you're essentially going behind my back and springing this on me. Like all, so basically it wouldn't have been like two Saturdays a month. Is that what it would have been? Yeah. And then they had said that it's like not that big of a deal. And I mean, and I get them wanting to do that, but to like do that when you've already, and he's like, I don't even get them wanting to do that because we had like signed something that said like what our work schedule was and just me with, like, my family living out of town, and, like, I mean, even, like, this year, I don't think from September to, like, this weekend was, like, the first weekend we were actually, like, in our house, so I don't know. I'm just, like, not willing to do a lot of things that don't support, like, me and what I'm doing. And work-life balance. Yeah, and they just, like, weren't really hearing that at all. So it was really funny because I was like, I don't, I don't want to do this. If this is what this is going to be like, I can find, I don't, I don't think I said like I was going to leave, but I was very obviously upset. And my boss came down later that day and was like, she, she said to me like, well, I'll do it for you. I'm like, oh, so somebody that has hmm, 30, 35 years of experience, who is one of the highest paid employees here, you're going to go and work a Saturday two times a month. My ass, you're going to do that. 
I was like, just, oh my gosh. But it worked because she came down that day and was like, I got, I take, I took care of it. You're not going to be on the schedule. So obviously that was fine for me, but Alexis was still going to be. So how many times did you have to do it? Was it twice? I only worked once. You only had to do it once because the only good part of COVID is that they it essentially that. washed all that out. I also told them like after that, if it, like these are the things that I had planned. I just like, I'm not doing this on a Saturday. And they said like, well, can't you just go to your family things late? And it was just like, oh yeah. No. Yeah, I would love that. So that was just, yeah, rough. Um, they ended up not doing, like we said, this the rotating because with yeah. COVID, it didn't make sense with COVID germs. was also a little overwhelming too. And I think that I realized <laughs> yeah, I like say. how much I didn't know what was expected of me. It was just like not correlating with what I wanted out of a job. And I did start applying for jobs before mm-hmm. yep. um covid actually like hit and i had like three or four interviews that all got canceled didn't you have some too for the job that i work at now yeah yeah that's crazy i forgot about that mm-hmm. i had an interview too really yeah or i oh, we were, yeah. yeah we were setting up something and like i it was a couple of different places and they all got canceled because of covid and then it was just like, well, because of COVID, I have to stick this out kind of thing. Like, I'm, I don't know if I'll be able to find another job right now. And weirdly, I was starting to like it again because I was so back and forth. Like, everybody with, was working from home and the people that I didn't get along with, I never had to work with anymore. Exactly. And like, we really did COVID pretty well. Like, we had a great system in place. Mm-hmm. We didn't, yeah, we didn't really have much issues, but... I, I, I was, like, a little sad when my interview got canceled, but I remember feeling relieved. Like, oh, good, I don't have to leave my friends yet. Like, that's really, like, I was so tied to the people there. Yeah, I definitely don't think that I would have my job now if I would have taken another job. And I, like, I've said this before, but I, like, I'm really good and, like, like my job. Yeah. So, in a way, I'm glad the universe was, like, just wait another year. And... Everything happens for a reason. I just, I believe that yeah. through and through. But I wasn't even there that long after the... 2020 now that I think about it I left in it was April April. it was the first week of April I put in my two weeks the last week of March no you left right before the merge you left it like the the last week of April oh you're right it was like May I waited oh trust me my trauma doesn't (laughs) I waited that was amazing well we gotta we gotta share about October 20 (laughs) October 2020 yeah we do so October twenty twenty was the day before I left for Florida. Really, I I couldn't remember the. I know it was sometime in October. Yeah, so it was like the first week, and I was leaving for Florida the next day. That day was a half day for me. So we were. This was the one time we had a work meeting at eight a.m. So they announced that we would be merging with another organization. And obviously, we they didn't. They didn't really have a lot of information, or at least they weren't giving us any of the information. They knew what was happening. And it was, like, one of the worst days ever. I don't even really remember, like, the stuff that they were talking about, because the the mood in the room was Quiet. the worst. It was the worst vibes. Like, you could just feel it. Everybody, the thing that was so, and again, what I talked about with them springing things on the spot, there was one branch that was completely getting closed, and they told them that in front of everybody like your branch is going to be closing so they're left thinking so what does that mean for us they did end up putting them they all like kept their jobs and stuff but it was just things like that where the timing it was just not 
good in my opinion. And I remember we walked to like Big Beer something after the meeting and it was like, what are we going to do? Because yeah, we did. obviously we didn't know for sure if we'd have jobs. They kept saying like, we don't know, like nothing's going to change for a while. Like it's going to be fine. We all got letters um, from the head of the company and this is what mine read. I remembered it. So it was like typed out. Right through my note. It was like typed out. I don't just, I didn't even look through it, but he like wrote a little message on each person's and this was mine. After I find out that the bank is getting sold and certain people are going to be making lots of money on this deal. This was what he said. All will be fine. The downtown office will still flourish. Congrats on the marathon. That's what he had to say to me when he essentially changed everything and made. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even say like that much. I really don't remember because like even talking about this, I feel like I've blocked a lot of it out. Like I don't yeah. remember a lot of the bad things anymore um just because how it affected me but I know mine was something along those lines that like yeah just like a a blanket response of like it's gonna be fine you're gonna be good Mm -hmm. we're not gonna close any branches don't worry like we're not gonna close any branches everyone's gonna have a job we'll be fine um nothing really changed so that was October so I feel like maybe in like February because we didn't know what with like you guys you kind of knew more so what you guys would be doing like either being a teller or doing mortgage service or member a member service advisor but like with me kind of having a weird like in-between job like they had to for certain people they kind of had to figure out what they would be doing I mean being a teller is a really hard job it's like we've kind of said it's had its fun phone moments but it's it can be really hard so she was kind of looking around and thought like okay this would be a good opportunity to try something else and that was not very um no they just respected help me they knew that they needed me in the position that I was in so they just kind of let that die basically it was like no we can't like support you in doing that which is just weird and sad because they always made it seem like if you ever want to change positions, let us know and we'll yeah help you however we need. And then you were doing that, and then they were not they doing what they said. They, they didn't would. have anybody else to take my spot. Yeah. So should I tell my long-winded running story as quickly as I can? <laughs> okay. My computer has five cursors. Oh, okay. No, well, so you keep I'll talking. just, I'll just, because you know the whole story. Okay. Oh, it's a solo now. It's just me. <laughs> okay, so this is like a, such a long-winded story, so I'm going to try to piece it together as quickly as I can without rushing through it. So Alexis and I were running, we're training for a marathon, and to just be completely transparent, we did not know a lot of what went into that. Obviously, you don't know what you're signing up for. So what we kind of realized as we looked at the schedule, the running schedule was during the week as, as the, as you're getting closer to your race, you have to run more during the week. Now, Alexis is someone who loves to run in the morning. So she had no issue with this. This was totally like manageable for her, but there'd be times where we would have to run upwards of like six to 10 miles on like a Wednesday, like during the week. I am somebody as long as I can remember, I have always preferred working on the afternoon. I have, I've tried the morning thing. My body will not let me do it. I don't like it. And I don't think that you should be forced to choose it. Like, I don't think, I think you should be allowed to have that 
and not like have to change it. It's going to make more sense when I share more about it. So, and again, I didn't realize that this was going to be happening, you know, weeks closer to the marathon. And so I was looking at the schedule and I was starting to get worried because living in Southwest Michigan, it gets dark at like four thirty, five o'clock sometimes. So if I would start running at five o'clock, if I'm running six to 10 miles, I'm going to be running for like a couple hours at some points. That would mean I'd be running at 7 p.m. when it's pitch dark and something bad could happen. I could fall. Somebody could take me, whatever could happen. And so I thought that, you know, I had done a lot for the company. I had put my hours in. I had said I'd been the yes girl. I'll do this for you. Like, tell me what I can do to help. I went to my to someone at the company and I said, for five weeks in a row, can I flex my schedule to be able to leave at 3.30 so that I can start earlier so that I don't have to run in the dark and it, you know, things could happen. And I was immediately told no and that this person had once trained for a marathon and since that person had never let that happen to them when they were working, that it shouldn't be able to happen to me. Like since they were able to do it before work, I should just be able to do that too, which is the most unfair thing you can say, like, okay, so since I like to work out in the morning, you have to like to do it. You have to figure out a way. This is coming from the people that literally encouraged us to sign up. It's like, they told us to do it, told us to do it. And then we signed up and they're like, well, you're not going to be able to ever, like, if this can never affect your work. Like, to me, it was just ridiculous because I'm flexing my time. I'm going to like not take lunches or work longer or take, I even, I think I even said I would take PTO. Like, whatever it is, I just... I don't want to be running at 7 p.m. on a Wednesday night. In the winter. In the winter time. So then I was obviously pissed about it. So then I found out that somebody went to her and said it would not be fair for Gabby to do that because nobody else has a schedule like that. Everybody has to come in 8 to 5, which was a lie considering multiple people I would watch come in at 9 o'clock. 1030, leave early. It happened. And and why shouldn't they? Like everybody's gonna have times. We had a coworker who would come in at different times, like come in a little bit later in the morning, and it was totally fine. But then I wanted to do something for my health that was encouraged to me by people there. And it was like, well, we can't do it because you're gonna look like you're getting favored. So this is where I really just something changed in me. And I was like, fine, then I'm just not going to speak to this person anymore because, and there was so many moments like this and I do love this person, but there were so many moments that were just starting to piss me off with little things like this of like people taking, what do, what do they call it? People taking your inventory. Like, well, Gabby can do that. Why can't I? It was like, mind your own business. Like if you want to go and run a marathon, do it. And then you should be able to flex your schedule. Why? Like it was so dumb. So Obviously, this caused a huge rift between us, and it kind of the timing kind of worked out because the job that I had was not offered at this new company we were merging with. Yeah, and so they put me back in deposit operations. I got a whole new boss, um, but not before I got talked to by HR with somebody who had no HR background. Let me just say, and was told that so she was like, "You are obviously very upset about this," and I'm like, "Yeah, I am because." Because I had a different person who was telling me, if you were on my team, I would I would have no issue with you doing that. So it's like, so how can some bosses allow it and some bosses not? Like, I'm not in a customer-facing role. I'm not a teller, like every like you kept telling me. And now, like, you're kind of punishing me. Since you didn't have to do that when you were training, I shouldn't get to do it. Mm-hmm. It was just 
ridiculous. And she was like, you're being so unprofessional. And I'm like, how am I being unprofessional? She's like, well, you're not smiling. You're not talking to the, to this person that I stopped talking to. And I'm like, yeah, because she's going behind my back and tattling on me. Why would I talk to her? And they were like, well, it wasn't her. And I'm like, who else would have a motive to say anything? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. Because <clears throat> this person had tattled on me before for other stuff. So, like, I know that it's nobody else. So why? Needless to say, it was a really crazy discussion. My boss that ended up becoming my boss watched this whole conversation and I'm like crying to them because she's like you're so bubbly why aren't you bubbly anymore like you can't not smile at work you have to like you're she just like kept I felt like gaslighting me of like you're being so disrespectful and I'm like how I am keeping to myself I'm shutting my mouth because clearly what I say is being told and I don't I don't like that I don't mess with that so Mm -hmm. like I'm gonna keep to myself I just thought it was the most ridiculous meeting and again shortly after that I switched positions and my boss was like, yeah, you can do it. And I am sure it pissed my old boss off so much. But at that point, I was like, I don't care. Like, our relationships definitely changed. Something that – I'm going to stop this story here now because that's basically the end of it. (laughs) But something that I want to be honest about that was really hard for me is I had really deep relationships with certain people there that when I left, I found out that they were not who I thought they were. And that truly for me was devastating because these were people I – really loved and respected and thought this is somebody I I look up to like this you know somebody I even after I leave I'd want to catch up with for lunch and to basically find out that that's not who they are it was really sad and I agree it really sucked um did you get your um it can't be plugged in at the same time oh shit so where are we at for two percent okay so I'm trying to think of any last do you have any lasting well I guess we can talk about how he left. Yeah. I left. I found my job that I have now. I just knew I wasn't going to stay during the merge. And, I mean, Dave and I had talked about, like, even if I didn't find another job, I think either way at that point I would have quit and just not had a job and figured it out <clears throat> from there. Um, but they were not happy that... I left. They were shocked, which was surprising to me because I, in no way, the last couple months that I was there showed that I cared, which is not, it's very out of character for me to do that. And then there are times, like, I do feel guilty because, like, I don't know, I just do because it's just not my character. Mm -hmm. But um, now I just... I don't know. They just were not supportive. They kind of, like, kept asking me where I was going. I'm not sure if they still know to this day where I'm working. I don't know. I I don't don't talk to them. Yeah, I don't know if all (laughs) of them. I know some of them do, but, yeah, I just, it was just a very sad experience and, like, not a way that I would want to, like, leave a job or, like, feel about myself or... Anything. It was just a very weird, annoying, like upsetting experience. To well, have that's to, probably like, not how you pictured it. We thought it'd be like a because normally, like when people would leave, it'd be like, oh, that's exciting. Like they're you're doing something. I mean, sometimes it was because they were fed up with the company, but we would be like excited for people, like, oh god, like you're gonna get this new opportunity. But this was kind of like a either you st- stay with us and stick it out. Or you leave. And that, I think they actually said that. Like, if you don't want to stick around, you don't have to. Like, the door is right there. Maybe we should just, maybe we just stop it here. Because there's, like, 
maybe two to three more things that I could say, but we could always just stop it here and recap it at the beginning of the next episode. Okay. Yeah, that okay. Works. <laughs> well, thanks for listening.